Afade and good morning, everybody. We thank you and we welcome you to this morning's very special presentation, the Disaster Recovery Virtual Workshop presented by the Guam Hotel and Restaurant Association, the Guam Women's Chamber of Commerce, the Society for Human Resources Managers, and the Guam Chamber of Commerce. I'm Jason Salas on behalf of KUM News, and we have been working to put together this very special event because so many of us Guamanians are in need of help, we're in need of aid, we're in need of hope, and we are in need of answers. And that is ex exactly, precisely what we are going to deliver to you today. We have learned experts from FEMA, from the US Small Business Administration, and from the Small Business Development Center who are going to connect you with the resources available to you as we all go through the recovery process from Typhoon Mawar. Now I'm going to introduce two lovely ladies, two friends of mine and two leaders in the business community who are going to guide us through this and set up um, exactly what types of information that we will be covering this morning applicable to businesses, nonprofit organizations, residents, neighbors, what have you. We have um, from the Guam Women's Chamber of Commerce, Jessica Leon Grill and Maria Leon Grill. Ladies, half a day and good morning. Half a day. Half a day. Thank you so much, Jason. Thank you so much, Guam, for being with us today. As we are on this road to recovery, we know that a lot of help is here for our island, and we are very thankful for all our speakers today for making time to share with us how we can continue to move forward. We want to remind everyone that this is a recorded session. It will be available thereafter, so please continue to stay close to um, the various organizations involved who will be able to provide you access for this webinar, as well as information thereafter. KUAM will also have it. GHRA, Guam Women's Chamber, SHRM, as well as Guam Chamber of Commerce. We remind everyone as well, we know there will be a lot of questions today, so kindly put it on the Q&A on the Zoom. We will get to questions at the end of the workshop. So please, if you have any questions throughout, kindly put it on the Zoom link and we will address it at the end of the workshop. Thank you all Guam for being here as we continue to be on this road to recovery. Throughout the process is Mary Roach. She is with the Guam Hotel and Restaurant Association. She is the president of that organization. And Mary has some thoughts about what you can do and what we can all do to recover uh, from this very devastating typhoon. Hi, Mary. Happy day, everybody. And thank you again for joining us today as GHRA continues to work with Guam Homeland Security as part of the EOC. We are part of the Response Activity Coordinator Program for the last 30 years, and GHRA leads the private sector industry in working in tandem with the Guam Visitors Bureau, overseeing tourism, but also all of private sector. And so we are working together with the government of Guam and all of our local federal partners in order to lead private sector, advocate for businesses, and assist in getting resources and solutions out during this disaster recovery. So if you have any questions or need resources out available to you, please know that you can contact GHRA during this time as we do work in uh, EOC with the response activity coordinators in ESF-6 for mass care in providing lodging services, but also supplies and many resources out with our local federal partners. But in the meantime, as we continue to work with our sister organizations in providing this community outreach effort to educate and provide resources to our employers. We also ask that you each share this with all of your employees on various streaming media or with your communication channels within your businesses to really educate and provide guidance to your employees and our local residents during this time. It's extremely important as non-government organizations, we work together to provide the necessary information to continue to provide information out to our employees and their families during this time of need. And so we thank you very much for joining us. And today we will be focusing again with FEMA on local residents and how they can seek assistance, but also in working with our business organizations to get assistance through SBA and SBDC. So thank you to all of our partners for being here today. And without further ado, I'd like to bring on Veronica Verde from, the, from FEMA. Thank you so much.
agency was one of the groups that, you know, even before the typhoon left here, they were already wheels up and they were en route to Guam to speed aid to us. And uh, Veronica is uh, one of the leaders there, the external affairs officer. And now it's boots on the ground uh, to make sure that we as Guamanians are completely aware of what types of relief that they can provide uh, to us. And once again, um, this information is applicable to uh, businesses, to nonprofit organizations, to churches, to uh, individual residents, to neighbors and everything. So uh, we hope that you would get your questions in. We're seeing several already and we will get to them. Uh, and Veronica, of course, speaking for FEMA and what they have done to this point, what they continue to do and what they will do as we all continue to recover from the typhoon. So Veronica, hop it in. Good morning. And we thank you so much for being here with us. Great. Thank you. Good morning. Veronica Verdi with uh, FEMA External Affairs. Uh, I could tell you that um, FEMA had already pre-deployed uh, a lot of our teams uh, prior to the storm. Uh, we were stationed over at the Emergency Operations Center uh, there with Guam Homeland Security as well as the governor's office uh, to try to look and plan ahead and see what type of resources were going to be needed uh, before the typhoon uh, made landfall into Guam. Afterwards, we ended up deploying many of our federal agencies. So FEMA helps to organize a lot of the other federal agencies that you actually see here on the ground that are helping. U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, they're helping with debris removal, uh, also to help uh, put down generators and needed infrastructure. Uh, we have American Red Cross uh, that, that is here providing uh, meals. Uh, we also have Health and Human Services who were at both Guam uh, Hospital and also uh, Guam Regional Hospital to help uh, deconflict some of those hospital with uh, needed equipment. Um, also with technical assistance. Uh, I flew on a military plane with, I think it was like three cases of blood just in case there was that need. So uh, we look to see what kind of support is going to be needed by our agency, uh, by the by the government, and we try to help support that need when we're on the ground. Uh, thank you. So I just want to talk a little bit about what FEMA provides, uh, mostly for your staff. We, you know, majority of us are staying in, in some of your hotels, and we realize that some of the staff that works there um, was impacted, you know, by the storm. So, you know, there, there are various ways for, you know, staff, uh, you know, homeowners, renters, business owners who were affected uh, to apply for FEMA. And, and, and some of those are going to be routed through the Small Business Administration. Uh, but there are several ways. One is by calling our 1-800 number. I think many of you have done that. We have close to over 14,000 registrations to date uh, and also have approved close to $2.3 million um, that, that has been sent out. So when we look at those numbers, we want to make sure that people have access to apply. And there are several ways. One is by calling our 1-800-621-3362 through the FEMA app, disasterassistance.gov. And I'm sorry, we also have a FEMA app through a smartphone uh, to actually make application. Additionally, we have four disaster recovery centers that are open. People should visit that, uh, you know, if they have any questions within, you know, five to 10 days, if they need to speak with somebody about any of the paperwork they've received, uh, it's a really great idea to sit one-on-one -on -one and speak with uh, individuals. Uh, they can also provide paperwork. And if they have any questions about reaching their, their uh, FEMA inspector. So a person makes a call, they register with FEMA in any of those manners, uh, within seven to 10 days, a FEMA inspector will come and visit your home uh, to look and verify those damages. After that, after that inspection, within seven to 10 days, uh, you should be receiving a letter of eligibility. Um, and uh, it'll either let you know uh, what you're eligible for. We could do direct deposit. Um, that's probably the best way to get uh, the funding there immediately. Uh, some people still prefer the old way checks that takes a little bit longer. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the types of financial assistance that's available. It is up to uh, 41,000, uh, but the average that people receive is anywhere between three to 5,000. That could be for many reasons. One is uh, you have to call, contact your insurance company. We don't duplicate benefits. Uh, so again, you know, contact your insurance company. They, they may be able to help with some of your repairs. And then with FEMA, that 41,000 helps to jumpstart your recovery. So it, it could be used in many different fashions. Uh, we have in our housing assistance, uh, rental assistance, so you could get rental assistance to rent uh, while you're repairing your home or while you're trying to look at maybe some longer uh, term solution for housing. Uh, we have lodging um, expense reimbursement. Uh, that's if you had to, you know, for example, stay at a hotel for a short period of time, uh, you know, during the uh, yeah, during the disaster. That might be something that 
funding that could be available to you. We also have a repair and replacement. These are for homeowners. Uh, we look at your home and we'll look at some of the essentials to help you get back into the home. Once you call into FEMA, there are, there are many programs, as I mentioned, and I don't want anybody to get confused. We have housing assistance. We have other need assistance uh, that helps you with uh, any funeral costs, medical, dental, uh, child care, uh, any personal property that might have been damaged, and perhaps transportation. So that's a vehicle. It has to be a primary vehicle. Um, it has to be insured. It has to have registration. Um, and it has to be your, you know, your, your primary vehicle. We may consider a second a vehicle, but again, it, it we you'd have to let give us information that that's an essential an essential vehicle, you know, for that for that head of household. So, how do you get into all these programs? Is just call us one 3362 The other matter is online, and of course, visit someone at the DRC, the FEMA app. Uh, all ways to uh, get into our system. Uh, we'll determine uh, what you may be eligible for based upon what you tell us uh, what your damages are. So, if you are already starting to clean up make those repairs. That's fantastic. You need to do that. Don't wait on FEMA. Don't wait on your insurance inspector to come and visit you at your home. Already start making those, those repairs already. Take photos, take videos, and keep receipts of any repairs that you may have done. All right, Veronica, thank you very much. Uh, so Veronica Verdi, once again from FEMA now. Now, she's not going anywhere, everybody. We are going to get back during the Q&A session, which again, will be at the conclusion of the presentations, not only by FEMA, but our friends at the U.S. Small Business Administration and the Small Business Development Center. Um, keep those questions coming in, please. We're seeing a lot of good questions, and we ask, um, you know, ask any questions, and please be as specific as you wish. Um, people are um, indicating things about, about filing claims, about possible uh, forms of reimbursement, about the extent of damage and everything. Keep the questions coming, because we're, we're going to try and consolidate them, answer as many questions at the same time uh, at, the, at the conclusion of today's presentation. So Veronica, thank you very much. We, we certainly do appreciate uh, your hustle and you coming out here and Great. having our back. Thank you so much. And so I think I've already talked about this slide, disasterassistance.gov. You could download the FEMA app or call. You can also visit one of our disaster recovery centers. We have four that are open. Uh, one at the uh, Guam Community College. We have one at Dedido Sports Complex. Uh, I hope I pronounced this correctly, but Taitano Elementary School. Taitano, thank you. And Inarahan mayor's uh office so basically in all three regions of of the island veronica the north the central and the south so yes. once again so once again up in dedido if you are in the central part that's a Taitono elementary school in tamuning right across from the church and if you are down south in beautiful in alahan uh, fema is here fema is here to help and fema uh is presenting the ways that that they will be here for us thank you all right thank you, veronica. thank you okay one of there, once again, on the screen, you please, everybody, um, if you're watching on a phone, if you're watching on an iPad, um, if your uh, young person is doing this for you, please take a screenshot of this slide right here, because this is the information you need to know. Um, if you are still having um, uh, issues with your communication, if your power situation is, um, is a little bit sketchy right now, please share this with your friends. Again, screen share this, take a screenshot. Um, this is what you need to know as far as URLs, as far as phone numbers, as far as where to go and who to call and who you may talk to as far as things. Uh, please download the FEMA app. It's a really, really good mobile resource uh, that has a lot of the information uh, of which Veronica spoke as well as uh, some other things. So uh, Veronica, we appreciate Great. it once again. We'll talk to you um, very soon during the Q&A session. Thank Sorry. you so much. Uh, one of the things I've gone over a lot of these ways to apply for FEMA. Uh, but just keep in mind that once you make that application, a FEMA inspector will contact you directly to schedule an appointment. Um, so you may get an out of state uh, a phone call, a text, uh, you know, please, you know, please respond to that. Um, when a FEMA inspector is going to meet you, they will have an official FEMA badge and they will never ask you for money. Um, so just please understand that a FEMA inspector will also only be spending approximately 30 to 40 minutes max at your home. They know what they need to look at. They look at, you know, just essentially the, the house. That's really what we're looking at. You know, we want to get people back in the house. That's what really FEMA focuses on. You know, not we don't want people in shelters. We want to try to see what kind of repairs can we help to jumpstart uh, you know, individuals, homeowners to get them back into their housing. And that's important for us. So again, that FEMA inspector will spend anywhere between 30 to 40 minutes, not too long. 
Um, and they're there just for uh, for a short period of time, but they will try to uh, contact you. I know there may be some connectivity issues, uh, but we will continue to try to reach you. I think it's going to be three times. After three times, uh, your application is going to be put on hold. Just call us back. You know, if you don't hear from us within 10 days after you've made an application, that's 10 days after you've made an application, you can call us, be easiest. Press two for the helpline. You'll speak with somebody uh, and we'll be able to connect you uh, with who your FEMA inspector is. Um, and we'll try to connect you uh, with an inspection. All right. Thank very you. well. Thank you once again. And we'll talk to you. Um, oops, there you go. Yeah. So just a couple of items. So financial housing assistance, I had mentioned that, you know, we don't, uh, you know, duplicate, uh, you know, any other types of forms of assistance that could be with insurance uh, that could very well be with uh, you know, maybe some donations that you might have received, but um, rental assistance, it basically covers a fair market rate. Uh, we provide funding for two months if, if the house uh, re requires habitability repairs, uh, one month if utilities are out for a home and it's still inaccessible. And then we also have continued temporary housing assistance for up to 18 months. So if you can't live in your home uh, and you're still trying to look at, you know, what the time frame is to make those repairs, Oh, you may be eligible for rental assistance up to 18 months. It's going to be on a case-by-case -case basis. Uh, we talked a little bit about lodging expense reimbursement. Um, that's for if you had to, you know, get a hotel, um, you know, during the storm, uh, it's uh, seven days after rental assistance is approved. So if you're approved for rental assistance, we're most likely going to provide you uh, funding for the rental assistance to, to carry while you're while you're making those repairs to your home. And there, then there's repair assistance only for homeowners. Uh, for those without insurance or maybe those that might be underinsured, uh, you know, there are typical uninsured items, you know, wells, uh, private uh, roads and bridges and, and, and furnaces uh, that may be covered uh, under the repair. Again, it's to look at, you know, what are those essential uh, items to help you get back into your home to make it, uh, you know, safe uh, and habitable. Uh, replacement um, only for owners. Uh, for up to uh, up to the individual housing program housing assistance max, and that is again for up to forty one thousand. Again, the average is anywhere between three to five thousand uh, that we've seen across the country that uh, that homeowners have received. And again, it could be for various means. It could be maybe somebody has insurance. Uh, it, it could be that maybe there was only a certain part of the house that was that was damaged, and we don't look at anything really outside of the house. We don't repair gates. We don't repair fences, uh, retaining walls. So we have community service uh, programs. Uh, uh, this is provided to all the survivors. Uh, you don't need to apply for it. Um, not all of these programs are activated yet. We do have disaster unemployment assistance that we provide. That's for economic loss of wages. It's not typically covered under the unemployment assistance. It's FEMA funded. It's managed by, by the um, by the Unemployment uh, Development Department. Uh, there isn't one here in Guam, so we're working closely with uh, the territory of Guam uh, just to see how uh, we could coordinate uh, those funds and, and what agency uh, they would wish to use if this is approved. Uh, we do have, uh, there's also disaster legal services. This is also FEMA funded. It's a free legal advice uh, for attorneys. Um, we do have crisis counseling. Uh, that's if there's, there's a need for that. It's FEMA funded, it provides uh, technical uh, guidance. It's managed uh, by the Department of Health uh, Care Services. It's non-clinical. It supports programs to address post-disaster uh, mental and emotional abuse, uh, stress. So that's a, that's a really good uh, uh, a way to, for people to help to deconflict and to talk to somebody um, about what's occurred in, in their life. Uh, we have also disaster case management. That's FEMA funded. It's, it's managed by the Department of Social Services and it's locally executed by uh, subprovides. It could be like Catholic Charity, St. Vincent, who provide personalized recovery plans to eligible survivors. So again, this is you know later on down the line when we're looking on a case-by-case -case basis, an uh, individual who, who may need additional funding, uh, you know, we work with other voluntary agencies to see, uh, you know, what other support uh, that individual homeowner can receive. Thank you. Uh, so there are general conditions of eligibility. Uh, the U.S., you have to be U.S. citizen, non-citizen, national, qualified alien. 
Uh, you could be a parent or a guardian of a minor child who is a U.S. citizen. So uh, if you do have a child who was born here in the U.S., you can actually apply for FEMA on behalf of the child by using their Social Security. Um, and it, 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 as long as they live in the same household. So that's important. Um, we will be looking at ID verification. So that's either going to be through a driver's license or passport. Uh, we will look at occupancy and primary residency. So we don't take care of second residencies or vacation homes. That's to be your primary home. Um, and so uh, that's it. That's really important. Um, we look at disaster related damages, not pre-existing damages that you had prior to the storm and un uninsured or underinsured disaster cause expensive and serious needs um, is something that is also, uh, uh, you know, provided. But even if you have insurance, you know, you're still encouraged to apply because you may be underinsured. We want to make sure that you're in the system and that perhaps we might be able to provide you uh, with some grants from FEMA. So occupancy documents, uh, you can look, uh, we do have a link here uh, at fema.gov backslash fact sheets backslash how document ownership and occupancy FEMA. Um, it'll talk a little bit about uh, what you need um, you know, to bring or have on hand uh, to complete your application, uh, a written lease agreement, rent receipts, or a landlord statement. So if you're a, a renter, these are important. Uh, utility bills, uh, bank or credit card statement or phone bill that shows uh, your address. An employer statement uh, is also um, something that we'll also consider. Uh, we look at a public official statement, uh, mayor's office, public department, uh, post office, um, other documents that we'll need, for example, for transportation, if you're claiming uh, your, your vehicle is motor vehicle registration. Uh, uh, also, we're going to look at insurance just to make sure that you have uh, uh, some type of proper insurance for that vehicle. Uh, we'll also consider registration, voter registration, federal state benefit letters, court documents, and social services organizations uh, that can provide documents on your behalf. Uh, we'll also look at letter from school officials, a minor child registration, and self-certification as a, as a last resort. Yep, so all of these that we'll, we'll consider. And if you have any questions, please come to our Disaster Recovery Center. Uh, we could talk to you one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, we could work uh, through, uh, you know, what your needs are. Uh, if you want to talk to somebody face-to-face, -face. Uh, we're open seven to seven, seven days a week. Uh, we're their partner with the Small Business Administration. Um, a lot of times people are now receiving letters of ineligibility. It doesn't mean that you were denied. Um, if, if you read a little further, that may mean that you still haven't provided us with certain documents. Uh, perhaps we need to uh, look at proof of ownership. Perhaps you haven't provided uh, personal identification. Uh, perhaps you haven't provided us with uh, the, your final insurance and, and what, they're, what they're going to pay. Uh, again, we don't duplicate benefits, but there are some individual homeowners that have uh, insurance that, that don't even cover any of the damages within your house. So here we have just a flyer. I think I mentioned the majority of these, uh, the individual assistance program. It's a fact sheet. Uh, the team here will make sure that you're provided uh, you know, with this information. Um, but again, how to get into the system, you know, call us 1-800-621-3362. I think a lot of people are, are, uh, are not having issues registering at this time. Uh, if you call our 800 number, that's also, that's running 24 seven right now, seven days a week. Um, and then again, they could visit our disaster recovery center. That's seven days a week uh, from seven to seven at four various locations. interactive section uh, session today, I should say, and I'm seeing a lot of questions coming. Please keep them coming again. Please be specific. There are many, many questions um, relative to the island's business sector and claims to be filed. Veronica, thank you once again. Um, so again, this information is being presented to you here relevant to not only the business community, but also to nonprofits, to churches, to individuals and uh, perfect segue because uh, the organization, the U.S. Small Business Administration is here to actually help um, organizations. Um, Kevin Wynn is the external affairs officer and his area of purview is the West Coast. So that means he knows Guam very, very well. Guam holds a special place in his heart and he rushed out here. Um, I interviewed him on Zoom and then I met him the very next day. He is here. Um, he's joining us now in our Zoom forum with the um, 
the Disaster Recovery Virtual Seminar, which once, which once again is brought to you by the Guam Hotel and Restaurant Association, as well as the Guam Women's Chamber of Commerce, the Society for Human Resources Managers, and the Guam Chamber of Commerce. Kevin, so good to see you, my friend. Thank you, Jason. Um, well said, Veronica, as well. And it's glad to be here, folks. Uh, SBA did come out with FEMA on that charter jet that uh, Veronica mentioned, and we're on the ground now. And um, as the slides come up, I'll just let you know that we do have a business recovery center that is over on Route 8 at the First Hawaiian Bank building. And it is on the third floor. It's at the SBA district office here on Guam, open nine to six, Monday through Friday. Next slide. All right, so I'll, go, I'll be brief. I'll do some parameters of the SBA disaster loan programs. And what I'm gonna do is then take some questions from everybody. What SBA does is we have business and home loans for property damage. They're low interest direct loans to businesses, nonprofits, homeowners and renters not covered by insurance or any other recovery funds. We also offer economic injury disaster loans for working capital needs. These are low interest direct loans to small businesses and most private nonprofit organizations. These working capital loans, what they do is it's to replace some of the lost revenue so they can help keep the bills paid, the, the employees employed, the rent paid, the electricity on. Those go up to $2 million, and I'll go over the um, amounts later on. We make recovery very affordable. Our low interest rates set quarterly out here are 2.5% for homeowners and renters and 4% for small businesses and 2.75% for private nonprofits. Affordable long terms, either 15 or 30 years, or your loan officer will work with you on that. And the payments are based on the borrower's ability to pay. They're income-based loans. That's what they are. They're not anything else but income-based. We look at your repayment ability and your credit history as well. Next slide. And here's our loan limits. For business loans, these are for businesses and private nonprofits. What they do is they repair or replace real estate, inventory, equipment, et cetera, furniture and fixtures things along those lines, and those can go up to $2 million. One of the good things about this current SBA Disaster Assistance Loan Program is that we have a one-year deferral on all homeowner, renter, and business loans. These economic injury disaster loans that I mentioned are for small businesses only and private nonprofits. They're, like I said, they're the working capital loans, and those also go up to $2 million. The aggregate amount of both of those programs is $2 million. Now, for homeowners to repair or replace only your primary residence, we don't do secondary residences and we don't do pleasure boats. But if you live on a boat, we could consider that your primary residence. Or if you live in a mobile home, that would also be considered your primary residence. We go up to $200,000 for those as well. Home loans go to, I mean, homeowners and renters are also eligible for personal property. And SBA describes this as anything that you can actually carry out of your home. We go up to $40,000 on that for the homeowners and renters to repair or replace that uh, property. We also offer mitigation loans once you're accepted into the SBA Disaster Assistance Loan Program for businesses, private nonprofits, and the homeowners. And what this does is it's resilience. It gets it to mitigate and prevent the future loss of the same type of damage, in this case, the typhoon. That would be retaining walls, concrete structures, things along those lines to keep you safe and sound in the next typhoon, which inevitably may come again to this beautiful island of Guam. What it is, is 20% of the verified physical damage, and it's limited to homeowners up to $200,000. Only uncompensated losses, and those are disaster losses not compensated by insurance or other recoveries, such as the FEMA grants that Veronica mentioned, reimbursement by another party, settlements of a lawsuit, et cetera, are eligible. They're not eligible if they have not complied with terms of a previous SBA loan agreement or any other federal obligation. One of the things that may get you kicked out or actually will get you kicked out is if you're not paying your child support, if you're 60 days late, if you've defaulted on student loans or you're in, in um, oh, federal income tax as well. Next slide. Requirements for loan approval, borrowers must obtain and maintain appropriate insurance as a condition of most of the loans. And that's something your loan officer will talk with you about. Generally, it's about seven to 10 days to get your application approved by SBA loan officers after you fill. Veronica has clearly said where all the disaster recovery centers are. The business recovery center, as I mentioned, is at the First Hawaiian Bank on Route 8, 9 to 6, Monday through Friday. If you have a pin handy, I'd like to give you a 
the www.sba.gov, and you can go there and fill out the elect- electronic loan application, or you can come to those disaster recovery centers and work one-on-one with the customer service representative who will help you get that completed application in, and by the next day, it will be in our Fort Worth Processing and Disbursement Center as well. Vehicles are also eligible for SBA disaster loan assistance. You can get those low terms of 2.5% and for a term up to 30 years, that would make an auto loan very, very affordable if your loan, auto loan has been, um, if your auto has been damaged or destroyed in this typhoon. Our 800 number is 800-659-2955 with any questions. I'll be on the island to address any concerns and I'll be more than happy to stay here as well afterwards. The last three things I want to tell you is that we look at your credit history and your repayment and collateral. Collateral is not required to get accepted for an SBA disaster assistance loan, but if you do have collateral, we would ask that you would place that for loans over $25,000. Last thing I do want to say is that the physical damage deadline is July 27th, 2023 of this year. We encourage you to apply as soon as possible. Once you're in the system, you can get disaster recovery funds available to you, EFT, electronic phones transferred right away. And for the economic injury, we have a deadline of February 28, 2024. And what that does is it gives businesses a chance to discover that they are starting to lose money as the recovery period goes on and they're finding out that folks are spending their money on repairing and replacing their homeown, their primary residence, or they're buying furniture and fixtures such as renters. Therefore, they're not spending their disposable income at other shops. Come to SBA and we can see what we can do about getting you an economic injury disaster loan. And we also have, once you're in the system as well, if you decide to relocate, you can do that as well. Your loan officer will talk with you about that. And there is help available for refinancing your current high mortgage to bring it down into the 2.5% interest rate that it is now. Here's the place to go apply online, disasterloan.sba.gov slash ELA. Once again, you can just go to that sba.gov and you'll find that site there as well. And I'll be more than happy to take questions at the end of the program. And I thank you, Jason. All right. Thank you very much, Kevin. Now, Kevin, if I, if I may add, because I had actually emailed you the other day on behalf of some of the um, questions that I've been getting from some, some people and your services and that of the USSBA actually apply to churches as well, because I know some churches have reached out and, and said, you know, the, um, our sanctuary may have incurred damages during the storm, but they may inquire with you as well. Yes, sir. And they can apply with SBA for, um, not only business physical losses for churches and private nonprofits, Jason, but they can also apply for that economic injury disaster loan as well. That rate is 2.75% for them. All right, outstanding. Kevin Wynn, once again, everybody with the U.S. Small Business Administration. If you have questions for Kevin, and I see a lot of questions coming in, uh, we are consolidating the questions because we're going to get you the answers that you see in addition to the presentations he just gave. So uh, Kevin's going to step aside, uh, get a cup of coffee, but I would like to bring right now... uh, Feli Diaz, she is with the Small Business Development Center. Speaking of businesses, now, you know, not every business on Guam is, you know, a 1,500-person operation, you know, with millions and millions of dollars of revenue. There's so many small businesses on Guam, you know, the mom and pops operations, the side hustles. Feli is here to address those concerns and the very unique uh, environment in which they operate. So, uh, Feli, hop in, good morning. Thank you, Jason. And thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Uh, My name, again, is Felicita Diaz, Feli, also known as Feli. I am one of the independent small business advisors at the Guam Small Business Development Center. And the office is here to help provide uh, free business um, guidance and counseling in terms of um, keeping your business in operation. But most especially during this time is to help get your loan processed by the Small Business Administration here on on Guam. Um, There might be clarification or um, how to understand the requirements necessary to get your loan processed. And we are here to provide that as well. In terms of, we can also provide, um, help you provide or develop your financial plans that they might, they might require. We're here to answer any questions regarding taxes, um, as well as to help you understand any expenses necessary to report to SBA. Um, the office is currently closed, um, however, I am available to visit your place of business if that is if that is more if that works for you, um, as well as we can provide counseling via Zoom if you have internet access, and 
as well. We can provide counseling over the phone. We do ask that you register as a client with the Guam Small Business Development Center. Um, you can also call the office at 735-2590 and Lori will, will route your call to either me or Fred. Um, again, thank you so much. And I will stay back to answer any questions you may have. Okay. Now, Feli, if I, if I may just ask, uh, what is the scope of uh, small businesses on Guam? Because I mean, a lot of people just think, does it have to be uh, relegated to the two and three person operations? What is the what is the large extent of what small businesses are? A lot of the small businesses here, Kevin, I mean, I'm sorry, Jason, are really sole, sole proprietors, mm -hmm. uh, single owned businesses. Um, then you have the partners as well, partnership, real small businesses that um make up the majority of the economic landscape here. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so your scope is very, very broad, maybe even a little bit more broad than people As would realize. And that's what, that's why you're here today too. From the single owner to the large corporations here in Ireland, we're here to provide the services or the guidance. Absolutely. Okay. So, so Feli, thank you so much. And we look forward to uh, bringing the questions to you. Now we are compiling the questions, everybody. We're, again, we're grouping these. A lot of these um, are asking uh, similar things. So we're going to try and make the Q and A um, as short and sweet for you as possible so that everybody watching us right now in the live stream, we ask that you take a couple of moments, share this with your friends because we're covering a lot of information right here that can help a lot of different Guamanians in a lot of different situations. And I know a lot of you um, who may want to file claims, this is maybe the first time you've done this. It can be a very confusing process, very, very scary, and, and that's fine. But what we're having here from our learned experts are showing you um, that it's not as complicated perhaps as you might think. And they are going to walk you through the process. They're hopefully going to get you uh, not only the answers, but the relief that you're after uh, in very short order. So while we do that, we're going to bring Mary from the uh, Guam Hotel and Restaurant Association back on because Mary, I know a lot of the questions that have already been posed in our chat have to do with the hotels and no one knows better than you and has the pulse um, of people that would work in our island's hospitality industry than you. So what do you got? Right. Well, thank you again. And we're really appreciative of everybody's patience while we get to your questions. Some of the things that have been brought up, I would like to take note that GHRA is part of ESF 6 again out of the Guam Homeland Security together for the Guam Comprehensive uh, Emergency Plan. But part of that is the National Voluntary Organizations of Disaster, the VOAD groups. And those VOAD groups are going around, and these are groups like American Red Cross, Salvation Army. Um, there are Catholic Social Services, Knights of Columbus. Um, GHRA is part of that. And they are going around to all of the villages uh, to provide life-sustaining kits, infant kits, food, water, um, for hotels we're also and restaurants, we've been coordinating donations for food and other supplies. So there are BOAD groups going out to each of the villages to provide all of these resources. And we have been working with some of the hotels to provide meeting spaces for them as they do these distribution areas. So I know that the pods are up and we do have the dis disaster recovery centers, but please know these national organizations are also going out. Um, we have a great team of Rubicon here on Guam and they go out and actually do amazing things with uh, teams going out and clearing areas together with the government of Guam. And so from telecom, fuel, sea stores, service stations, and all the grocery stores who are providing all of those services, please know that we are also sharing updated lists of uh, daily restaurant updates uh, for our first responders and our community of where you can go out uh, if you need to order food or to get uh, additional uh, meals for your teams. We know that everybody is needing resources, so we've been providing uh, a lot of that information. I know between the Women's Chamber and the Guam Chamber of Commerce, they've also been sharing which businesses are open, and so we certainly appreciate that. There were some questions with regards to hotels and availability of rooms. We know that the primary uh, portion of having to take care of our guests with the airport opening up early on um, on May 29th, we were able to get a lot of our tourists out, but we still have some tourists still on island, but we also have first responders, of course, our military and our federal contractors staying in hotels. So the hotels are currently remediating those spaces and trying to get the the rooms that are currently offline back into uh, sale for those rooms as they're trying to handle repairs and uh, trying to get those rooms back out for sale. But at the time, at this time currently, we are uh, looking at between 60 to 80% occupancy for some hotels. And so it is really important that we continue to ensure that we have a safe 
and, and healthy environment for everybody. Uh, as the hotels were able to just get island water restored about a week and a half ago, and island part. Uh, Island Power has since been resumed with all of the hotels that are members of GHRA uh, just this last Sunday. So thank you to GWA and GPA. Uh, a lot of the hotels do house, you know, tens of thousands of people. And we know that together with the hospitals and the clinics and all of that, those are prioritizations for the government. And so we are closely working with them, but making sure that any available rooms right now, the priority is for first responders and humanitarian aid. And a lot of hotels have also been taking in uh, additional residents. And so we will continue to uh, handle all those remediation efforts. Um, but right now, a lot of hotel rooms are not considered for sale at this time online. Some are listed, but for the most part, they are still recovering as well. So please be patient and please know that we're going to continue to work on the safety of the properties and then also working with public health uh, on all of the uh, issues that we continue to have with water, sanitation and all of that. Um, you know, there have been various messages out there between Guam EPA and also Guam Water Works Authority and making sure that uh I know GW came out with regards to the boil notice. We are working with public health to make sure that the issues that are uh, concerning water have been remediated and uh, the messages are clear that we will continue to operate as we've been allowed, uh, especially working closely with public health and DEH. With regards to any short or long-term, um, I know that, again, there were some questions on uh, being able to get into hotels uh, or other types of facilities uh, for short or long-term. Uh, as uh, Veronica mentioned, uh, as long as your renter's assurance is approved, then you will be able to get uh, assistance for up to seven days on that. But we will make sure that is on the FAQ. So at this time, I'd like to return it back to Jason uh, so that we can handle any of the questions that have come in and then direct those towards the agencies that it's best related to. Um, we will publish again all of this on all of our streaming, all of our platforms with within GHRA, the Women's Chamber, as well as SHRM and the Guam Chamber of Commerce. And of course, our partner here at KUAM, we will make sure that we publish this and all of our media partners actually, uh, we will be sharing all of this information, both the speakers, slide decks, as well as the live streaming uh, recording. This will also be on our Facebook pages as well as YouTube. So with that, I'd like to bring, turn it back to Jason. Thank all you. Right. All right. Thank you so much, Mary. And again, um, in addition to the questions, everybody, we ask that you've been taking notes during the various presentations we've had from FEMA, SBDC, SBDA, GHRA, um, all the wonderful presenters we've had uh, throughout this morning. And and I'm going to bring uh, Veronica Verdi from the external affairs officer with FEMA back on. And I hope you guys have been taking uh, notes as well as she has, because she is absolutely uh, taking a look at your uh, your questions, uh, making notes of it. Um, Veronica, before we get into some of the uh, specifics of the questions that have been posed in our chat, um, what topics did you see that, that are bubbling up the most? I think we're seeing a lot of uh, individuals that are asking about the ineligible letter. So we want people, again, to make sure they read through that letter uh, if they continue reading, it'll let them know why they, they're ineligible. Again, it, it, it could very well be just as easy as providing a proof of ownership. Maybe it could also be insurance information or identification. Okay. Okay. So everybody, here are some of your questions. And again, we're combining a lot of these. A lot of you were asking um, variations of the same questions. So um, if you did ask questions uh, to FEMA, this one's for you. Uh, Veronica, first one. Uh, question seems to be, are individuals able to claim personal property damages with your agency uh, if those... Uh, if that property has become moldy due to a lack of power? Uh, they should definitely file with FEMA uh, and then just let us know like what damages that you have. Um, you know, many times people, we don't, we tell people don't wait to clean up. And that's why we don't want your personal property to get more damage, you know, start the cleanup, start your repairs now. Um, and then, you know, call us and let us know what damages you do have. Of course, if you have insurance, make sure you do file an insurance claim. Uh, let us know what the insurance is going to provide. Uh, many times, again, as I stated earlier, many may be underinsured or, or underinsured. So we want to make sure that, that we provide that assistance. All right. Very well. And of course, Veronica is with the Federal Emergency Management Agency on a federal agency with the U.S. government. And I, I guess that uh, that uh, works into our next question, because the question says, is assistance provided to citizens of the United States only, Veronica? Now, Guam is a very diverse, uh, diverse community, a diverse society. Um, there are 
there are many people who now consider themselves Guamanian, but not not all of them are necessarily U.S. citizens. Are those people uh, able to avail of your relief as well? Yeah, so in one of my slides, I had, yes, yeah. U.S. citizens, non-citizen national, or qualified alien. However, if they do have a child that's born here in the U.S., they can use their Social Security to apply for FEMA. Outstanding. Okay, so uh, for those of you who are asking if Federated Associated States uh, citizens are as well, then you can make sure to go to those uh, resources and you can certainly apply. Yeah, and also if they do apply for FEMA, you know, we also have uh, brought in and coordinate with our other partners like the American Red Cross, the Salvation Army. Uh, they also help to uh, provide assistance as well. Okay, um, this is an interesting question. Um, someone asked Veronica, what if people's homes, personal items and property were damaged, but they already cleaned up at the time they filed their claim. Do, do they still have to be in the in the state that they were when they were damaged um, to make an assessment? No, absolutely not. Uh, if, if that if, can be dangerous too. Yes, yes. One, we don't want people to get sick. So again, the previous question is my my furniture is moldy or 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 have personal property that that's getting damaged as a result of more rain. You know, start to clean up now. Uh, we don't want people to wait. Take photos. Take video. Uh, any receipts that you have regarding any repairs that you've made, save those, uh, provide those to FEMA, and uh, and we'll take a look at those. We don't want anybody to wait to get more sick uh, from waiting to clean up. All right. The Q&A, we told you it's going to come fast and furious, and we hope you are getting the answers you need. Certainly, Veronica and her colleagues at FEMA really helping us out. Um, next question, Veronica. Um, many Guam families tend to be multi-generational households. And one question asks, most Chamorro families share homes or parents and their kids stay in the same home. Will occupancy rather than ownership count if they apply for individual assistance? Occupancy, you know, can work. I mean, we do look at the head of household to make that application, you know, for, for that house. But if they have any questions, we really want individuals to call our 1-800-621-3362 when they are applied. And they can also visit the Disaster Recovery Center just to make sure that we obtain all of their losses. All right. You're listening to Veronica Verdi, the uh, external affairs officer at the Federal Emergency Management Agency, talking about federal relief right here on this very, very special disaster recovery virtual session. Um, next question, Veronica. Um, one person indicates that they have a special needs child who has uh, prescription and infusion treatments, I guess respiratory um, issues. Um, are there resources available, this person asks, for hotel stays or other means of taking care of people with um, uh, certain medical needs that need to be you know, um, housed, let's say, uh, in a very specific type of environment? Well, I mean, individuals, uh, you know, definitely should should look again, I mean, to apply for FEMA, but if it's something that's immediate, um, you know, th they should be looking at perhaps, uh, you know, other, you know, other types of resources. We do have our health and human services team that are here uh, on the ground, you know, helping at the hospitals if there's that need. But as far as um, rental assistance, yeah, call us, let us know what your need is. Say specifically uh, that particular need of your child or a family member, um, and we'll try to uh, you know look to see what we can provide as far as assistance through our grant program. All right, my friends, the, the people of FEMA, I mean, they've got this down to a science, which means they're going to evaluate your case. They're going to get you the relief that you seek as fast as you can make it. But certainly, Veronica, everyone is evaluated on a case-by-case basis. It's not like a cookie cutter. Yes, every yeah. everything's on a case-by-case here. You're not going to receive the same as your neighbor. Um, it's really going to be dependent on insurance, going to be dependent on your damages. Um, so just go ahead and apply. Let's see what you may be available for. We want to get to a yes for everybody to try to help, uh, you know, everybody that was damaged and that was affected by the storm. Okay. These next two questions are very, very interesting. Somebody asks, um, obviously, uh, home damage is very, uh, very prevalent, but also vehicular damages. And someone asked Veronica, would FEMA give assistance for a significant amount of damage to a car? even if it's still drivable? So we do, um, you know, we, we do look at transportation. It has to be the primary vehicle. Uh, we don't look at anything exterior. Uh, we, we look to see if the car just is, is, is damaged and, mm -hmm. and may not be drivable. But, you know, go ahead. If you haven't gone through your insurance, you know, call us and, 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 and ask those really good questions. Uh, everybody's on a case-by-case. -case. I don't know how much damage your car is. If it's your primary vehicle, that's important. Again, it has to be registered here in Guam and also had to have some type of insurance uh, just to make sure that it, that may be eligible under our other need assistance. And of course, just if you call or register with us, uh, we'll be able to see if, if that's eligible. Yeah, a smash windshield is definitely a much different case than a scratch windshield. Absolutely, okay. yes. Okay, um, one thing, Veronica, about our, about our community here is we exhibit a lot of gratitude and certainly we have immense respect and love for the work that you continue to do. Uh, someone asked, are you accepting any volunteers at this time for FEMA? Because I have some people that were interested and I just want to get in the fight. There, they, I know American Red Cross is actually taking volunteers. Um, and so 
Um, if they call uh, one, I think it's like 1-800-RED-CROSS, mm-hmm. uh, they are accepting volunteers uh, for for uh, for this particular typhoon. So that would be really important to, to help individuals. American Red Cross is doing great things out there, providing hot meals uh, you know, to individuals. Uh, they even are uh, you know, going to some of the neighborhoods to try to provide uh, that those types of resources. All right. So American Red Cross and also Salvation Army Guam chapter, everybody, if you would like to get directly involved, if you're a student who's now out of school and you want to uh, get involved. If you want to help your neighborhood, your village, you know, uh, what your your parish and everything like that, you can certainly get involved with the American Red Cross and with Salvation Army uh, Guam chapter. Um, let me look at another one. Um, one person asked Veronica, I understand that grant assistance is intended for home repairs, but there are completely demolished homes up north, especially uh, two particular um, subdivisions, the Gilbaza subdivision and the Zero Down subdivision. This person asked, can FEMA provide durable tents for these uh, for residents in those areas to at least have a temporary home? Well, for FEMA, we want to make sure that we get people actually back into their home. Hmm. Um, so again, if they call and register with us, we provide rental assistance. So if there's a possibility for those indiv- individuals, mostly homeowners or renters, uh, to rent someplace, um, you know, while they're looking at what they're going to do for long-term housing, uh, those are the type of grants that, that we provide. We want to try to get people back into their home. Um, and so there are many programs that are available through FEMA, through our individual assistance program. Once they register, uh, we'll run through the system and see what they may be eligible for. So okay. get, get into the system. Let us know, you know what your damages are. Let us know what your needs are. Please be specific. Um, and we really want to try to get people, again, back into a better temporary uh, uh, home. All right. Well, well speaking of uh, temporary, we Guamanians, we love to build. We, we love to tinker and make things. And one person asks, um, are accessories like storage sheds and tool sheds covered because someone asked our equipment like lawn mowers, pressure washers, water blasters, are those covered as well? Those are not covered okay. under FEMA. FEMA really focuses on the home. We really want to try to get back, you know, those homeowners that are, may be in shelters back into their homes. Um, so we try to look at providing grant fund, funding to help with repair replacement uh, to try to get those essential needs, help them jumpstart them into recovery. All right. Okay. And final question for Veronica. And up next, we got the Small Business Administration coming up. So Veronica's final question as far as FEMA goes. Can remember everybody, these uh, this presentation that lives on, so you'll be able to watch it on demand on KUM News's Facebook page, on our YouTube channel, also with the GHRA um, on their social media as well. Final question. We've been talking about uh, homes, Veronica, on an infrastructure level. Someone asked, my water line was uprooted when a tree toppled over. I've seen a lot of that. They ask, can I get assistance as far as maybe repairing from FEMA my home's infrastructure? So, the, you know, again, it's, it's going to be on a, on a case-by-case basis. I would just say, let's go ahead and, and, and call us and register with us. If that is an essential uh, emergency repair to get them back into their house, that is something that we may look and consider. Okay. So, yeah. So I guess the uh, the overriding sentiment as far as FEMA, as, uh, as Veronica has said, everybody, um, please just ask, reach out. I mean, the, the worst they can say is I can refer you to another agency or another organization where you can get help. So yes. yeah, Veronica, well done. Thank you, sir. Yeah, Sidious Masi, and thank you so much from our community. Thank you so much. Thank okay. you. All right, so uh, the questions continue to come in right now. I have some questions now for the Small Business Administration. So let's bring back in Kevin Wynn, once again, the External Affairs um, Officer for SBA. Kevin is now in the seat. <laughs> Assuming that, so uh, Kevin, a lot of questions right now. And again, um, I think one thing that um, people may not know is how broad the coverage of the SBA uh, is and how wide your scope is to assist those in need. Yes, it is. And um, up to $200,000 for their primary residence, personal property up to $40,000. And they may be able to cover some of those lawnmowers and um, some of that equipment, especially a business. If they have that kind of thing, if they're a landscape, we can cover that as well um, for businesses as well. But homeowners can also apply with SBA. And what FEMA and SBA kind of, not kind of, we emphasize register, 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 Mm -hmm. get with FEMA, come to SBA. The quicker you get into the system, the quicker we can get disaster dollars flowing into your account to begin the recovery process. There so you go. So we just dovetail off that. And I hope the person who posed that question uh, was watching right there. So again, these these agencies, they are not competitors. They are partners. So if one, it's outside maybe the scope of one, they're definitely going to refer to the other one. And we are going to get you the help uh, we need. So starting again with the um, maybe some of the, uh, the questions about U.S. citizens, non-U.S. citizens, Kevin, somebody asked, if I have a company where the majority shareholder is not a United States citizen, can that company qualify for a loan under the U.S. SBA? We don't make any kind of loan decisions in the field. What we do is we encourage these 
companies to apply with SBA, loan officers will look at the file and make the decision from our Fort Worth Processing and Disbursement Center. I can't go on the air and say, yes, we will qualify sure. you. But what we do is we want them to apply. We'll do anything, we'll not do, we will do everything we can in order to get them to get a low interest disaster loan to get their business running again and keep their employees employed, which stabilizes the tax base of Guam. Very well. Okay. This next question is really interesting. Uh, somebody asked, I have an existing SBA disaster loan due to the pandemic from a couple of years ago. If I already have uh, an outstanding loan for the U.S. SBA, can I then apply for a typhoon disaster? Yes, you can. You okay. can also apply for a disaster assistance loan. What we'll do is we'll take into consideration the repayment ability of the applicant and we'll work with that as well. Okay. And as I mentioned earlier, Jason, we also refinance these large mortgage loans or large mortgage rate interest rates loans. So if they come into SBA, if they have 40% or more uninsured damage, SBA can look at that and probably bring them into the 2.5% terms up to 30 years, one year deferral to help them get that recovery started. All right. Well, of course, I was talking to Feli a little while ago, Kevin, about what exactly um, the scope in terms of number of employees or annual earnings um, that the SBDC covers. And the next question says, if a business's damages exceed $2 million, what options does that business have to access funding through either the SBA or FEMA? Our, our, our loan rate, our loan terms are up to 30 years and the amount is $2 million. Now, if they're a major source of employer on Guam, we have the ability to go up to $10 million mm. on that as well. But our cap limit is $2 million unless they're a major source of employment out here on Guam. Once again, register with SBA. Have a loan officer help you go through that file and see what they can do to get you some money as well. Counseling from our SBDC consultants can also reorganize your business plan mm. as well. And that's free counseling from the SBDC on the island. Go through that. Um, Generally, during disasters, business plans are going to change. If you go get that free counseling, they can help you with that. But our loans are capped at $2 million for business physical disaster losses and economic injury. The aggregate total, as I mentioned, $2 million. Okay, here's an interesting question. Uh, somebody says, if I do, in fact, own a small business, but I am not the owner of the property where the business license is addressed. That's a very specific question, but uh, I'm sure that's many Guam businesses uh, have that specific case. Can you qualify for assistance other than a US, a US SBA loan? So again, if you own a small business, but you're not the owner of the property where the business license is, can they can they apply with, uh, do they qualify under the SBA? Yes, apply with SBA. I would imagine the owner of that business or that property would also be eligible because he's renting that out. So they would apply as a rental property. Mm -hmm. The owner of the business that where it's at can apply for his furniture fixtures, his um, inventory, machinery and equipment, lost, in, lost inventory, as I mentioned. They can also apply for that. So that'd be two separate SBA loans, the owner of the property and the business on the property for their prop for their business physical loss. Okay, and as we just uh, talked about, if you're just joining the live stream right now, half a day and welcome to this unbelievably um, informative and special uh, and meaningful uh, session with FEMA, the USSBA and the SBDC. Um, somebody asked, and this, this is a type of small business that is hugely popular on Guam, Kevin. Somebody asked, can landlords apply for assistance to repair condo units? There are many, many landlords here, and that is either their primary means of income, retirees, or, you know, they're full-time employees and they just do that on the side. Right. And so that would be considered a rental property, a condo, right? So yes, they can apply. They'd be at that 4% rate, also terms up to 30 years, also the one-year deferral as well. But that would be considered a rental. Yes, they can apply. Homeowners associations can apply as well. The property inside the uh, inside the um, condo would be considered personal property. They can apply for that. Anything outside the walls, the homeowners association could also take out a loan with SBA up to $2 million to repair or replace all of that damaged disaster property. Okay. Well, speaking of outside, that, that's maybe the operative word for this next question. Somebody asked, what else is out there for nonprofit organizations and relief for that sector um, in addition to or aside from the SBA loans? Up to $2 million for nonprofits. Because right. I'm thinking that's what they mean at the 2.75% rate as well. We also have, as Veronica has mentioned, BOAS, Volunteer Organizations Active in Disaster, can also seek assistance from uh, the private nonprofits, can also seek assistance from them as well. But in terms of SBA, we offer the low interest disaster loans for those private nonprofits, mm -hmm. business or the physical loss and economic injury. Right. So again, so churches, places of worship, um, SBA is um, under, you are under SBA's purview as well. I just learned that uh, this past time. And again, many people on Guam did not know that. So if you are 
the owner, if you're the proprietor, if you're the pastor, uh, the overseer, if you will, of a place of worship and everything, SBA stands ready to help you out too. Um, here's a very specific one, Kevin. Someone says, I own a retail business in the central part of the island, but I have overflow inventory in two storage units a couple of municipalities away. So there's like a geography thing. There was damage in my unit to part of the building, which was ripped open, causing severe water damage. Am I still able to make a claim with FEMA? If, if you have a geographically spread out business, I guess. Yes, that would be considered inventory. We ran into this situation during Hurricane Katrina where a lot of folks had, um, in, had their assets in storage lots along the road that is eligible for SBA disaster assistance. Make sure you put that on the application, both homeowners and businesses. So that inventory would be eligible for SBA disaster assistance loans. Yeah, you may have a warehouse, you may have a shop, you may have, right. you know, like we talked about tool sheds before and everything like that. So certainly that, that's something that you're not unfamiliar with. Right, offsite, apply with SBA, we can cover that. Yes, sir. Okay, and um, final one for Kevin, um, we'll get to the Small Business Development Center. We'll bring Feli back in a moment. Um, for, for small businesses, Kevin, can they apply for, FEMA or SBA, while private insurance are doing their assessments and delivering what coverage they may qualify for. Right. And they would apply with SBA if they're a business. Um, we encourage businesses, or church is your first line of defense, as, as Veronica has said, but we encourage businesses to come to SBA, apply even before the insurance is settled. It's going to be, it may take a while for your insurance. SBA can have loan funds in your account so you can begin the recovery process. Don't, no need to wait on insurance settlements. Apply with SBA. We will then take an assignment of insurance proceeds, Jason, and that way they can get, like I said, the insurance money or their loan funds into the account, begin the recovery process, get on the road to recovery, keep that business open, keep those employees employed, stabilize the tax base of Guam, and go. Well, these these people that we are meeting here today, my fellow Guamanians, are about as Guamanian as they get because they genuinely care about helping our neighbors. That's what we call here, Kevin, is possibly our highest virtue. It's called the Nafamalik in our native language, and it means to take care of your neighbors, not only at our times of greatest need, but 24-7 and everything like that. So you are absolutely a Guamanian, and we, and we welcome you here, and we thank you for the very fine work that you and your team do. We're eternally in your debt. Happy to help, sir. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Let's bring Feli back in now, ladies and gentlemen, from the Small Business Development uh, Center, because there are certainly some questions um, that she would address. Whoops. Okay. Okay, so Feli, you were also uh, paying attention to uh, to the chat and everything. You saw some stuff come up that you'd like to address. Um, so probably most important in order to get your loan process is have update your financial statements. Um, get the year-end 2022 uh, financial statements uh, completed. If your tax returns have, not, have yet to be filed, uh, contact your bookkeeper, your, your accountant, get those filed. If not, then a company-prepared financial statement might work. Um, as well as getting your interim statements, financial statements, interim statements, at least maybe as of the first quarter of 2023, please update your GRT online filings. Um, if your business license is in the process of getting renewed, make sure your business license is renewed. And probably most important as well is ensuring that your insurance cover certificate is up to date and available because these are probably one of the um, documents necessary to, to record the loan and or get the loan process. So I don't want to be like glasses half empty guy, but typically the one thing that does tend to um, cause discrepancies in the process and everything are little like paperwork, you know, either inaccuracies or things not completely filled up. Yes, we are here to provide to, to look at all the documents you have um, with your financial statements, as well as your insurance certificates to make sure that the uh, proper location is identified. Um, so any, any concerns you have in terms of what documents you need to submit to SBA to get your loan process, we can do that. Okay. Um, and we, um, as soon as possible, um, please call the office 735-2590 to get the process started. We can either, I can either visit your place of business so that you can remain at your place of business and more, almost all the documents are located at your business. So you don't have to lug your documents down to SBDC. I can visit your site. You're welcome to call me over the phone. And if we need to do counseling via Zoom, that is available. Okay. Who would be the most effective person on behalf of a, say like if a small business has, you know, like different departments or they have like, they have a board, would it be the CEO themselves or the, or the financial person or the HR person, or who would be the best person probably, to submit probably that? Probably the bookkeeper. Um, okay or I'm sorry, bookkeeper and or their um, in-house accountant. Okay, accountings, financial and, managers, like stuff like that. And a lot of times here in Guam, because the businesses are 
pretty small. It'd be the business owner themselves because okay. they would have all the information necessary to complete the process. Okay. So Ellie, thank you so much. And God thank bless you. you for the amazing work that, that you uh, continue to do. Tell you what, everybody, I would like to bring uh, back on the two ladies that we started with, uh, Jessica Leon Guerrero and Maria Leon Guerrero, um, our two board members for the Guam Women's Chamber of Commerce. And it's it's the Guam Women's Chamber as well as the Guam Hotel and Restaurant Association, the Society for Human Resources Managers. HR is going to be play a major, major role, uh, trust me, in the recovery. We learned that through COVID. Uh, HR took on a completely um, new role in many companies. Uh, the, the practice expanded in so many ways, as well as the Guam Chamber of Commerce. Um, ladies, what an amazing uh, opportunity you provided right now. Um, but the caring continues and the, and the fact that, you know, the information has to continue to flow out there. Um, what does it mean to the two of you to be in the private sector and be able to connect people with this kind of information? Well, it's definitely a challenge that we're ready to step up to. Um, we're grateful for all the questions that came in through the chat. We didn't have the ability to answer every single one, but we will be archiving all of them, um, getting the answers for all of them and making them available through our respective channels. Um, on our uh, on our websites through Guam Women's Chamber, the uh, Guam Chamber of Commerce, SHRM, and also Guam Hotel and Restaurant Association. So we're just happy to you know really just connect people with the answers that they need. We have um, FEMA and SBA that have stood up their um, their uh, uh, centers where all of the more detailed questions can be answered and people can avail uh, and start the application process. So. Um, you know, we're here to provide resources, but really, these are the people that can actually help. Okay, Jess, on work with Well, we, you know, wish everyone a speedy recovery. We thank all those frontliners, all those first responders, all those here willing and ready to help our island. We definitely are a resilient island, but we do know that there are resources. And so, you know, continue to follow us on social media. We are trying to get the word out on everything we could do that, you know, is providing resources or who are providing resources to our island. So we wish everyone a speedy recovery and we will get through this. There you go. And, and as these uh, these learned, wonderful business leaders and, and agency representatives and people that genuinely care uh, have taught us, there's a lot of information. There's a lot of answers. There's a lot of data. There's a lot of uh, websites and contact information, but we what we really hope to deliver to you all this morning is one thing that we all need is hope right now. So for all of us at all the organizations who brought this to you on behalf of the GHRA, the Guam Women's Chamber of Commerce, the Society of Human Resources Managers, and the Guam Chamber of Commerce, FEMA, the SBDC, and the US SBA, I'm Jason Salas. Thank you so much. Please be safe out there and be strong, Guam. We will talk to you very, very soon.